Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. Your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by WaitingForNextYear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at DairySpeaks. And Todd at TDGuardiansKU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. Well, hot stove edition, everybody. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast right here on the Evergreen Podcast Network. WaitingForNextYear.com. It is indeed Matt and Todd with you after the guys in the red, white, and blue make a free agent signing. Todd, they're, they're, they're spending money. We got to do a show. Come on. Yeah, I, I don't hear any. Uh, you know, the Dolan's cheap crowd's a little quiet this morning. <laughs> rough night you for know. the rough night for the haters. You know, I will. I'll say this: the they always have said Paul Dolan's stock line, or I think Antonetti said it a few times too, is when we need to spend or when we're ready to spend. You know, when the right when the time is right, we will spend, and the time is right, and they're spending. The time was right for Edwin Encarnacion in 2017 and the time is right in 2022 2023 to bring in josh bell um and it's it's great because he's the exact type of player that this team needed in october and now he's in the fold it's a short-term deal you know if, if for, for those who don't know the details i'm sure you do if you're listening to this pod it's two years at 33 million dollars with an opt-out after one so you know the way i look at it is it's a no lose situation for the Guardians. If he, if Josh Bell is what we hope he's going to be, he'll be great. The team will probably be great, and yeah, you know, maybe he'll he'll hit free agency next year. But then you know, you never know. The next wave of prospect may be ready. You know that that spot may be ready for George Valera or whoever it might be. So, um, I think it's a, a win win situation, and uh, I'm just really excited about it. I don't know. I mean, I know you are too, but it's great that they're spending and it's great that they're showing that they are serious. They, they are serious. They want to win now. And this is a win now move. Yeah. Sixteen and a half million dollars. Uh, well, let's just get to the, the meat of the meat of the issue here. Right handed power bat. That's all that matters. I mean, switch hitter takes a lot of walks. I mean, this is like, you know, right up our alley here. That's, that's why I said he's the ideal addition. He's a low strikeout, contact guy, walks a lot, switch hitter, and his splits are basically identical. So, you know, this is this is he's thirty years old. He's in his prime. This is the perfect signing. And the good news is, I saw Joel Sherman. Uh, he's one of those bittermen, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, I just don't know if that's the fit for that team." And it's like, "Oh, shut up!" Like, like, <laughs> how's that not the fit? Tell, explain to me how that's not. Like he, was, he was just kind of saying, like, yeah, it doesn't really go with re- the rest of the lineup. Well, that's the whole point, is that they needed to yeah, add a big bat. They needed right. a big bat in the middle of the lineup with all the speed at the top and speed at the bottom. Like, okay. I mean, look, I think a lot of the detractors, and there's not a ton of them. I mean, most 
Tribe, Guardian, whatever fans are out there of our Cleveland baseball team um, are happy with the move because there's a need for the middle of the order power bat, the detractors will look and say, okay, when he went from Washington to San Diego last year, he really struggled. His numbers came down. He didn't perform um, outside of the solo home run off of Max Scherzer in Game 1 against the Mets at uh, at City Field, which was pretty impressive. It was an oppo a home run and kind of got the Padres started in that series. But this is a proven middle-of-the-order bat, uh, already tweeting out the land. He's excited to, to come to Cleveland. And uh, like you said, Todd, he's right in the middle of his prime. He's 30, and this is not some exorbitant Aaron Judge-like nine-year deal that you're going to be stuck with in a few years if he doesn't work out. I mean, if he does work out, you got him for two years. If he doesn't and he wants to opt out or maybe he doesn't like, there's a lot of flexibility there, and that's what I like about it. Yeah, ton. And, and again, if you know, you can look at it in several different ways. If for some reason he's great and the team stinks, well, then you can move him on at the deadline. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it, that's another. That's another good thing. I'll, I'll tell you another thing. Our, our, our friend Justin Latta uh, had this in his Twitter yesterday, basically, uh, you know, talking about how much better progressive field is for left-handed bats compared to Nationals Park um, and Petco was one of the worst parts for left-handed hitting bats. So when he does hit from the left side, there's going to be a boost there, which is good. So that's 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 another good thing. Um, I'll tell you, there, there's several reasons to look at this and, and be happy about it. The biggest one is last year at the end of the year and in October, that basically after they got rid of Framil Reyes, the DH spot became kind of a cavalcade of yeah, it was a black moving hole. guys yeah. around. I won't say black hole until October because they, I mean, it, it got so bad that basically like, you know, that spot was being taken by if Naylor wasn't playing first, it was Gabriel Arias or Owen Miller. We're, we're not going to have to watch Owen Miller play first base anymore. Thank God. Because now you have two guys at first base you can trust who can play. Josh Bell's a switch hitter, so he can play first base against left-handed pitching. We don't have to watch Owen Miller out there. Uh, and obviously Josh Naylor, you can get him off his feet more and DH him more if you need to, and he can obviously handle first base. But the lack of you won't need to play Owen Miller at first base to me is, or DH him for that matter, is a huge, huge, huge jump. Um, you got nothing out of him, you know, in that spot. And they just, at the end of the year, they just had nothing from the DH spot. And now you are putting someone right in the middle of that order that's going to produce. Um, and it buys you some time and doesn't make you rush a George Valera. Uh, you can even, you know, from time to time, you could, you can, have Oscar Gonzalez DH if you'd like, uh, you, you know, and, and rotate in whoever else one of your four outfielders. So it, it, it gives them a lot of flexibility both financially and um, with the lineup. And as we know, Tito likes to tinker, move guys around, see where you're going. Uh, and I don't think they're done. I mean, I, I really, truly do not believe they're done. I think a, another move for a catcher is I, – listen, I don't know. Oh, it's, 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 hap- it's happening. It's happening, though. It's a matter of who and how they're going to do it. You know, I know there's been a lot written, and Zach Meisel's <clears throat> written it ad nauseum in The Athletic. and does a great job about Sean Murphy. I mean, the, it sounds like The Athletics are asking for the sun, moon, and the stars here. And they don't have to trade him. They don't. 
But I think they're sticking to their guns now, and they want big leaguers back for Murphy. I don't think the Guardians are trading any big leaguers out not named Plesak or Savali to to Oakland for a catcher that, you know, he's, he's good. Don't get me wrong. Sean Murphy's a very good catcher, and he's, you know. But the, we're not talking about some guy that has an OPS of 900 here, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> I think the A's are sticking to what they do. and. Go ahead. He's the best guy you can get who's available, and he's still under club control. He doesn't make that much money, which is huge for us. And he's a gold glove caliber defender, which they love. And you throw in the fact that when you say no major leaguers, I would say that a Plesak or a Savali would be a part of that package, plus Arias, say no major leaguers. Ar- Arias, I, Ar- I was going to say, you could throw Arias. He's a major <clears throat> leaguer. You could throw Tyler Freeman in that mix, too. He's a major leaguer at this point, too. I mean, we've talked about this so many times, but the truth is there is not enough room for Freeman, Arias, Brian Rocchio, Andres Jimenez, uh, um, uh, Ahmed, if you're going to keep Ahmed, um, uh, you know, Jose Tena. You just added uh, uh, Angel Martinez now to the forty-man drink. You know, I mean, there's they're, they're loaded with these guys, <laughs> and and the and the Brito kid. I know he's young, but he's on the forty-man. You know, you you're, you're loaded. They, they have to you, package these. Guys. Why don't you they read? A, can you read us the whole forty-man? Let's go. I'm joking. I know you are. Do you think <laughs> you could go all four? I, I mean, no, no, I don't think I. I, I mean, I'm a geek, but not that much. I mean, I could do it. The entire, the entire, we may have to do that on the next show. <laughs> we'll say that for the next time. No, but but in all honesty, they're going to have to do a major package. But the thing is, you are not getting Sean Murphy from the A's without giving up one or two of your top four guys. So if it, George Valera, Brian Rocchio, Gavin Williams, uh, Daniel Espino, they're asking for two of those four, if not more. And I just don't think that, uh, to me, Knowing the franchise the way I do, Espino and Gavin Williams will not be dealt. I think if any of those four are going to go, it would be Rocchio and then Valera, only because from the Rocchio standpoint, you have so many middle infielders. From the Valera standpoint, it's your you know big outfield guy. Now maybe all of a sudden you're thinking to yourself, maybe we have something here in Oscar. Maybe we can and 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 maybe we can move Valera in, in a deal that gets us Sean Murphy. I don't know, but. I don't think they'll I think they'll do their best to hold their top two, top three, Tanner Bybee being the third. If they can hold those three, that would be ideal. Oh, yeah. um, I don't and, and look, I think I don't again know how they get that deal done though without trading one of those three. Right. And and the other thing too is you just you wonder about which which pitchers they're gonna hold on to and which they're not. And you look at the market, I mean even yesterday, Taiwan Walker got what eighteen million what a, a year? Joke. Four for seventy-two. Come on. From uh, who signed him again? Not the Mets. Was it no? Phillies. The Phillies, right? Your boy Dave Dombrowski. Hey, all Dave does is win, though. I mean, you know, and he does, uh, well, yeah, he 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 has. Listen, you bring him in to win titles, and then he leaves whenever the bottom drops out. It's, yeah. it's actually pretty genius on his part. Yeah, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame executive. I mean, he's no Al Avila, but so you know it. it but. <laughs> In all seriousness, you look at it and go, what what this market for pitchers is. I mean, look, the unnamed team gave Matthew Boyd ten million. Ten million. I know it's a one year deal. And you look you at see the what Jameson Tyon just got? Yeah. What do you get? Four at sixty eight? Isn't that yeah, right? Chump. 
Yes, with the Cubs. Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone didn't want to use him. It was a key, a key game five, and the Yankees were praying for the rain out against us, so they didn't have to pitch the kid. Yeah. And he just what got, a, and he just got sixty-eight million over four years. So you look at what we're paying Shane Bieber, what we're paying McKenzie, what we're paying Quantrill, and you go, do the Guardians want to trade these young pitchers when they know they've got all this control? They could be just as good when they come up as a Taiwan or a Taiwan Walker. Look, Taiwan Walker had a good year for the Mets last year. Then he kind of fizzled at the end. But that's 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 how that's how you gotta have to view some of these deals. Because some people will say, why don't they just trade some of these arms for uh for uh, Sean Murphy, that's not how the deals, that's not how the Guardians deals. operate. What about deals, deals, deals? Like Jim Ratner? <laughs> I cannot <laughs> believe but, I cannot believe you just uh, you just played that card. Jeez. But, but I, I like to compare this to. <laughs> this is actually this is I I think an apt comparison. That was that was for the executive producer. Um, I, I like to compare this to the NFL in one way. The the way the Guardians have it now. When you have, and we've had this model now, you can go back to 2016, essentially, or even further back. We've had this model now of we've never had starting pitching that makes a lot of money. I mean, when when Corey Kluber was peaking, he was making no money, and then they gave him the extension. But, like, Aber makes next to nothing. (laughs) McKenzie makes next to nothing. It's like having a quarterback on a rookie contract and exactly. build exactly. around right. that right. with the expensive pieces. That's what they're doing right now. And that's why I believe that they do not want to part with Gavin Williams, Daniel Espino, or Tanner Bybee, their top three pitching prospects, because they know the bill's coming up on Shane Bieber soon. And when that happens, they're either going to extend him or let him walk or trade him. I don't see how they're going. We've talked about trying to extend him, and maybe you know you brought up maybe this is the David Blitzer move, uh, you know, coming in and taking over ownership and giving Bieber all that money. But you know, I still believe that they ride it out the six seven years of club control and then they move on, and it's like moving on from a quarterback uh, on a rookie contract. Um, you know, I, I was just listening to a podcast yesterday talking about how. This is year three for Justin Herbert in San, in, in, in Los Angeles with the Char almost in San Diego with the Chargers and like what do they have to show for it? They have this awesome, you know, young quarterback in year three where they should be competing and they're not. They're a five hundred team. Uh, that's so how they are. It, that's how they are every year. I mean, you know, right? But but it's a waste. So my point is, <clears throat> now is the time to be building around this young rotation. And getting ready for those arms. So, and I think that's exactly what they're doing. And they're going for it with Josh Bell. And I really, truly believe they're making a hard push for Sean Murphy. And their backup plan could be Christian Vasquez or trading to the Blue Jays for one of their three catchers uh, to pair with either Bo Naylor or bringing back Hedgie. Yeah, I mean, I think I think bringing Austin Hedges back would be kind of a the last resort. Although Tito was on Sirius XM MLB Radio yesterday and lauded Austin and said, "Hey, he had every right to be a free agent, and he's going to go out in the market." Obviously, he's not going to sign right now. I mean, they're going to wait. He'll wait it out. I mean, the catching, you know, sort of situation and uh, you know, market has to kind of set itself first before Austin Hedges right. j- jumps into the pool, but. Uh, Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, Matt and Todd with you, brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry and Breaking Tea t-shirts at breakingtea.com slash dairy. 
Hanukkah coming up, Christmas, everything else, uh, get your Breaking Tea stuff at breakingtea.com slash dairy. Josh Bell, by the way, I just was looking this up. So in Washington last year in 103 games, he hit 301 with 14 homers and 57 RBI. He had an OPS of 877. He went to San Diego at the deadline and in 53 games hit 192, three homers, uh, 14 RBI, with 41 strikeouts and an OPS of 587. So his numbers came down, and he's his OPS has come down. You know, he had that huge year three years ago, 936 OPS in Pittsburgh with 37 homers and 116 driven in. And then since then, uh, so 936 OPS, um, 2020, the shortened season, just 669 OPS, then came back up to 823 in 2021. And then last year, 784. So you see exactly what the Guardians are doing. They know what they have in him, but they're not going to commit to him long term. And he ended up getting $16.5 million with an opt-out after the first year. So it's basically a one-year deal yeah. for him. It's exactly what, you know, you got to commend them because they're spending. They needed this need. They had this need. They can play Naylor sometimes at first. They can play Bell sometimes at first. They can... You know, I know Tito said yesterday, I already told Josh Naylor he's going to play some first and some right field, which I'll believe that when I see it. Wait, did he say that, really? Yeah, yeah. He's not playing right field. Well, They're not putting him out there. No way. I think that. I think that's what he's – I think he, that's that's what he said publicly, you know. If they put him in right field, I'd be stunned. I, I, there's no need to, really. Not really. No, I agree. But – because when the way the roster gets constructed is you're going to have four or five outfielders and someone's going to have, you know, and, and Quan never sits and Straw never sits and Oscar will DH from time to time. But that's when you're going to put in whoever name your fourth outfielder here, whether it's Will Brennan, Will Benson, you know, uh, you know, God forbid they, you know, who knows? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see how that there is no reason to put Naylor out there, especially I mean, his leg is I, – I, I am under the impression, and may, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think he's ever going to be the same again in terms of running. I think he's always going to struggle with that leg. I mean, I know it was year one after he shattered it and he gutted it out and he was so tough. And you could see it in his face when he was rounding the bases sometimes and when he'd have to, like, run hard to beat out a double player – you know, the leg out a double and he'd always come up and he looked like, you know, in such pain. You're going to put him in the outfield again. I don't buy that. I don't. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them with Royal Caribbean. You don't just go to the beach. You visit a private Island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I just I just think it's Tito being nice and not, not saying, yeah, we're gonna DH. Maybe Naylor has told him he doesn't like to DH. I don't know. It's a it's an inter, it's a you know, it's a radio interview. What's you know? That's true. He's maybe Naylor told him, "Hey, can I get back out in the outfield ten to fifteen games a year, just because I like it?" Maybe Tito's like, "Sure." I mean, Josh Naylor is the ultimate teammate. He's an incredible leader, and if you're going to give him that courtesy of a few times trotting out to the outfield because he likes it, maybe that's what he was doing. I don't know, but I love the fact that now Naylor can kind of 
be bumped down. Oscar can be bumped down. You put Josh Bell at, at that four spot and put him behind Jose Ramirez. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. And I think I that like this is, I think this was the and right. You know, what else, you know what else is good? He he was in the postseason. He 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 played three series. They went to the NLC uh, the, the the NLCS last year. The Padres and he, you know, he he played October baseball in that great atmosphere, both in Philadelphia and in San Diego. I mean, and and in New York for that matter. Just the one game, but like that's a big thing, you know. I mean, playoff experience is always good. Um, I just think it's. I I, I don't see how. Uh, it's just this just to me it's a total win-win and even if it's bad for one year it's a bad one-year deal you know i I, i've long said this that there's no such thing as a bad one-year contract unless it's with brett myers so uh (laughs) brett myers bring it i mean this is this is great i just if if somehow they were able to get sean murphy and you put Sean Murphy in that lineup right now, and you don't break up any of the core. I mean, th- th- that that. What about the core four? Lethal, yeah. Bubba Ventrone. <laughs> but I, I honestly, I I really think that they would be a lethal team with a real. I mean, think about how many times we discussed last year about how the eight nine spots were a black hole. You'd get down to eight, it would be Hedges or Melee, and you knew. And then Straw, when Straw was was struggling, and it was like, get to the, you know, you get past seven and you're dead. Now, all of a sudden, if you get yourself, you got Josh Bell, and then if you get yourself a Sean Murphy or or a Christian Vasquez or, you know, Alejandro Kirk. Right, there's there's no more automatic outs. No, and it would be so huge. And, you know, I meant to say. Other than when Straw's in a slump. Yes. Uh, But again, we talked about this too. Like, if. Your catcher is Sean Murphy hitting, and your DH is Josh Bell hitting or first base or whatever. You can live with Miles Straw hitting ninth and not hitting because you're because of the defense, you know. And, and so, but when when you had two guys not doing it, it was one thing. But when it's one guy, it's you know, I, I think the Straw haters will quiet a lot more if all of a sudden he's the only guy who's not hitting in the lineup. But but going back to what you were talking about with the catcher market settling. You're totally right because Wilson Contreras has to has to make his decision. And by the way, he's not coming here. No, not, no, I, I no, I didn't. Not mention a him. not I, a chance. No, I didn't mention him. He's going to get a big money deal. I, I I know he's talking to the Astros and the Cardinals. I saw. So the Cardinals are looking for a big catcher to you know take over for Yadi or Molina. And Wilson Contreras does not fit this club. I mean he he's a terrible defensive catcher, and and that's not what we do here. As you no. know, mm-hmm. and that's another reason. I'm not saying Bo Naylor is a terrible defensive catcher, but that's another reason I think that they want to start Bo Naylor in AAA and give him more time to work on his defensive catching. I do. I think in an ideal, perfect world, Sean Murphy is your catcher, or Christian Vasquez, or whoever is your catcher, and Hedges is your backup. Well, that's the thing. That's, what that's what, what, right. what happens if we get into like? January and February, and Hedges hasn't been signed yet. Would he come back to the Guardians and go, "All right, I'll take a one-year deal, or I'll take a hundred percent"? You think know, he wants to come back here. My, my guess is there's an open dialogue. That, you know, Tito and Antonetti and Chernoff; these are honest guys. They are, and especially with a guy like Hedges. I could see them, Tito, being the messenger here and going, "Listen, we love you. We think you're a huge asset. We love your leadership. We want you back." 
but I think we both know we need to upgrade our offense at that position and we're looking elsewhere. But if things don't work out, we 100% want you to be our starting catcher. At worst, we want you to be our backup catcher. So let's, you know, let um, if something comes up and you think it's great and you take it, God bless you. But always know that if you want to come back here, you can. It's like Brian Shaw. It's the pitching version. It's the catching version. Well, of Brian Shaw. I, I mean, I, no, I'm just saying, like, I you think, know that Shaw's out there, and if right, if but he, I don't, I don't think anybody's up. signing Brian Shaw. I think there are going to be some no, teams that say we'll take Austin Hedges, and Hedges will have a job, I, despite what some Twitter haters will say. I mean, he's not going to be DJ, he's not going to be DJing at Brook Bash. I mean, he's going to be catching oh. next year. <laughs> so, like, Sorry. he'll have a job, but it's a matter of, of would he of take a two-year deal with a bad team? Like Roberto Perez going to the Pirates or whatever, or will he wait it out and go? Man, I'd rather take a one year, maybe for a little less, but to stay with this young Guardian team, you know. I it also, you know what? A lot of it is also a financial decision. I mean, I'm going to Baseball Reference not right now to see how much money Austin Hedges has made in his career. But you know, if if the Buccos gave uh, 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 Roberto Perez last year, like five million dollars. I mean, Correct. If you're and, and and Roberto, I can't remember if he ever got how much money he made here, but it, he did get that one extension. It was like yeah, he got five. five yeah, he got like five. I thought it was three at fifteen, wasn't it? Something like that. Something like that. Okay, so Hedges in his career has made thirteen point four million dollars. Last good. year That's he good. made four. That's good money. Okay, so he's made thirteen. He's million. just so fine. it's not like yeah, uh, so, yeah. So. And, and again, I don't see anyone giving him more than one year and one million dollars, right? I mean, well, you I, never know. You never know. He's really good back there. I mean, it's not like he's. I mean, I, but the, the 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 batting average and the obviously the OPS is is a struggle bus. But there, somebody would sign him. Roberto Perez made twenty point five two four million, and his contract with the, the extension he signed was a three-year deal. He got 2.6, 3.6, and 5.5 in his last year. So I was, was, I was close. I was close. Yeah. I, yeah. The bottom line is, Roberto, you know, the 2016 postseason run, he, he earned every penny. Uh, Absolutely. You know, but now, I mean, like I said, I mean, this is, this is the big – the Josh Bell move is the move for the lineup, and then you're right. There will be a catcher added, and then that's probably it. I, You know – some some hosts on this show have have have, have pandered for an Ahmed trade. That's not going to happen. Um, some yeah. hosts, please, Zach or Savali. I don't know if they're going anywhere unless it's in a Murphy deal. I don't think the A's are going to take Ahmed Rosario. Not when what he's got one more year left of arbitration. No, they're not so. taking him. No, I don't. I, I, I'm t- Ahmed's not going anywhere. Not this year. I I I've said it on this podcast. I'll say it again. Ahmed is going to be your shortstop this year, 100%. Jose wants him. They love him in the clubhouse. And I think that they're waiting for Rokio to be the next shortstop. Uh, and I don't think Arias is the shortstop of the future. I don't think Freeman is the shortstop of the future. I think it's Rokio. And either Arias or Freeman will be dealt as a part of any deal that they make. Uh, if they make any big moves to get a catcher. One of those two, if not both, will be traded. That's me, that's what I think. Let me ask you this, and then now we got to go. Tyler Freeman was left off the playoff roster and sort of just yeah. 
Like there was no, he, he was off the team in September. It was weird. It was very weird. Will Benson was kept. It made no sense. It was weird that Arias was up. Do you think they were showcasing Arias by playing him and even playing him in the playoffs to kind of hope he would do well so they could move him and that they're holding on to Freeman? Or do you think they're sour on Freeman and that's that's who they're offering to Oakland for Murphy? I think that Arias was on the playoff roster because they used him in the left and the outfield and first base. When they sent him back to the minors, they used him in – in several basically as a super utility player and they brought him back so he could be that super utility player they never played freeman at first and they never played freeman uh, i think he might have played corner outfield but i think that's the reason they kept him they, they brought him up and he hits well i guess freeman hits righty too but i think that that's why they did it i don't think they soured on tyler freeman i i think we never you and i didn't think he was even going to get called up so um you know he, he, he was a surprise call up uh, I do think that Arias is more expendable, um, in my opinion, but I don't think that they, again, this is just me reading tea leaves. I don't think that, I think they prefer to move Arias than Freeman, but I think that neither of them are, we got to keep this guy. This is a core piece of our future. Uh, um, you, you know, this is a top three prospect in the system. I, I think that they have so many guys that they're going to be willing to move on from whoever. And you know how it is with prospects too. Like for every five can't miss prospects that you have in your, you know, usually three of them miss, you know, or maybe even four of them miss. So it's a crapshoot and they just have to, you know, do their, they, they know more than we do. And internally they'll make the this, this decision of, who they want to keep and who they want to send out. But uh, last thing before we go, you know, they, they, the the Guardians lost two coaches uh, off the coaching staff. That happens, it happens all the time. Well, Everybody plucks our people. Everybody. Well, this was my point. Anyone who wants to rip this organization and, oh, you know, the stability and these guys, they hang on to these guys too long. Look at how many people get plucked from our front office and from our coaching staff. It's unbelievable. Every year this happens. Dude, our assistant our assistant strength coach left yesterday for uh, the unnamed <laughs> unnamed team. I know it's it's nuts. It's nuts. But that's cool. That, that that goes to show that uh, it's it's a culture of winning and it's yes. it's a good it's a good place. It's a winning operation. Just like that uh, just like that uh, Berea operation. That crap <laughs> they feed you at Berea. Oh, you talking about Jailbird Jimmy's? All right, all right. Hey, DP, right. DPJ, AFC uh, Special Teams Player of the Week. So shout out. Oh yeah, wait. And then last thing <laughs> is the the, the 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 bullpen coach Brian Sweeney is now the pitching coach for the Royals. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, good for him. Will Brian Shaw be the bullpen coach next year? Oh, here. Oh, that's a good. That's yeah. a great call by you. I I could Gosh. see that. I could totally see Seriously, that. Seriously, why not? He knows all these guys already. He's essentially a coach, and you know he wants to stay in the organization, but he can't pitch anymore. Why not make him the bullpen coach? Yeah, but he probably thinks he can still pitch. But does he want to? He sucks at this point. <laughs> there were times. Well, he, there were times he got people out last year. Come on now. What about that big extra inning save he had in Detroit? <laughs> Fire up. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Well I'll uh see you I'll see you this weekend. I can't wait. Uh before wait, one last thing. Shout out to America's greatest dentist, Dr. Ben Hornstein. 
His daughter got married last weekend. Oh. I saw beautiful photos. Uh, uh, I was I was so happy for him uh, that that he got to to uh, share that and uh, you know congratulations to the whole Hornstein family and. I was in there last week getting my teeth cleaned at the Center for Advanced Dentistry, CFAD.net. Yeah. Check them out. If you need a dentist on the east side, I had doc, Dr. Sean is basically taking over the reins, and he is the nicest guy. So, Dr. Sean Schlissel, shout out to you as well. Um, so, go and check him out, Center for Advanced Dentistry, CFAD.net, here on the east side if you need a dentist. And again, Mazel Tov to the Hornstein family on the wedding of their daughter so yeah there are reports out there these are just reports that zach meisel might be leaving his longtime dentist in solon but i've not confirmed uh, that yet so listen zach i know you're a p1 listener no one would no one wants to take care of you more than dr sean he even told me so he's out so. in san diego in his hotel overlooking petco park and uh getting getting a break from changing diapers so yes well he deserves it. Uh, Zach's the hardest working man in uh, Guardian show business, I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if anything breaks on this catching situation, we'll be back. It is an emergency uh, podcast edition, the Josh Bell edition of the uh, Dairy Brothers Guardians casts uh, right here on the Evergreen Podcast Network from our friends at WaitingForNextYear.com. And we're out of room and out of here. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. 